Hi, this is Tracy. And Carissa. Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast. We're just two girls who have been best friends for 28 years. We grew up next door to each other with no idea the journey God would lead us on, changing our lives forever. We hope to empower you as you discover your God-given identity by loving you, our neighbor, as Christ loved the church. Hey guys, it's Carissa and Tracy. Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast. Um, this week, it's our second round of um, God Speaks or just hearing the voice of God. Um, we went over that in our last podcast, but we ran out of time because we have a lot of content. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yes, and we are going to warn you now. Um, usually <laughs> y'all are used to Carissa sometimes coughing. <laughs> But this All the time week, coughing. Well, this week, I am probably going to cough because my sinuses have been, like, crazy with the pollen. But I have a pillow with me to muffle it. So, hopefully, it won't be too bad. So, yeah. We're just... A pillow to muffle. <laughs> yes. I have, I literally, I have, like, Lola's little pillow <laughs> right beside me so go. I can muffle it. But... Yes. Oh, so funny. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, ways we were talking about how God speaks last time. This is part two, and we left off. We talked about um, the Bible is a way, um, prophetic words, audible voice, the still small voice, signs and wonders, and dreams is where we left off. And so we're gonna go on to visions. Um, and um, the. The a lot of times we read the verse last week or last time we spoke two weeks ago, I guess it's been now about how in Acts 2 it talks about um, God will pour out a spirit and young men shall see visions, old men shall dream dreams, and so on and so on. Um, and so the visions thing, I think some people don't know what that looks like or what that means. So Hopefully, we can explain it to where you understand what a vision is. If you've never had one, you may have had one and not even realized it. Um, So, a vision um, can, there's different types of visions. Um, You could have, I've had where it looks literally, my eyes are shut, and it. I'll call it my mind's eye, my imagination, whatever you want to call it, which again, the world has stole, or the world and growing up, you're told that's just your imagination. Well, a lot of the times God speaks into the imagination as well as the enemy. And um, I think we have kind of overlooked what we see in our imagination because of that. And where God speaks to us and that we've kind of just said, oh, that's just my imagination. But if you think about anything that's ever traumatically happened to you, like for instance, when I was little and my parents got divorced, there was this memory I always had and I could see it in my mind's eye, my imagination of the day it happened, the smells, even the, what was going on. That's a vision that you keep with you almost. And so that's an example of like what a a vision looks like. So in my imagination, I can think about that day um you also um biblically there's the verse about where jesus um (coughs) excuse me (coughs) here it goes 
get that pillow yeah i did <clears throat> um in matthew 5 27 through 28 this is esv jesus said you have heard that it was said that you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So in that verse, God or Jesus is saying like the power of even your thoughts and imagination of what you think about a woman is like lusting and doing the actual thing. So he that's just to me an ex- like the ex- one example of like how powerful your imagination is because um what you think about what you're um putting your thoughts into um really does matter but so anyways the the vision um so that's so there could be where I've had a time where it literally looks like the only way I can describe it is like the old time movies where they kind of like you see screen by screen I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Carissa, where it's like, like a film reel kind of thing. Yeah, it looks like a film reel. That's exactly it. I've had visions like that, which they're like very clear where they look like you can see everything in it. And it looks like a movie reel, though, being played over in my mind's eye. I'll call it my imagination. And I know it's from God when I have those. Um, And then I've had (coughs) where I'll describe it as like, you just see a picture or um like when you say like my my uh spiritual father always does this he'll be like okay I say apple in your mind right now you can picture an apple right like that's kind of how visions work like you see a picture in your mind's eye and then um and that's how, like, God speaks to you sometimes. I don't even know if I'm making sense, but hopefully I am to who, the listeners and to you, Carissa. If I'm not, you can add in. But um, I'm trying to describe, like, ways to see visions. You can have an open vision, which is, like, literally where you're looking just normal out and, uh, like, something plays before you and you see a vision like that. That I've never had that type of vision happen again, not putting God in a box, but most of my visions are in the mind's eye, the imagination. Most of the time when my eyes are closed, um, most of the time um, I remember early on learning about I I shared with y'all the martini glass thing. Um, Now I've learned to ask questions with Holy Spirit. I know the more I've um, kind of I don't want to, I guess, practice listening to God. I'll say it like that because it's like a baby, like you, you're learning. Um, I think the more you learn how he speaks and visions and stuff, you learn to ask questions and then it becomes like you just know it Um, because the more you get to know him, the more you know it's him. Um, But sometimes I'll see a picture or something for someone and I, instead of, it used to be like, God, what are you saying about um, this thing you just showed me? And he would tell me, but now it's like, I just have a knowing because it's like almost like he's downloads what it, what it means. Um, So the more time you're spending time with the Holy Spirit um, and you just get to know him and how he speaks and things kind of make more sense. I don't know if you want to add to any of that, Carissa. Well, I was just saying, too, like, like, well, for you, like, 
like the Lord speaks to you differently than he speaks to me. And I think that's really neat. Like just listening to you talk. Cause like visions, like I don't get them like you do. I actually, visions are a rare thing for me. Um, but not that I can't have them. I've only had a few. And so I, visions are hard for me to speak into because I'm still learning. Like, I guess what that looks like for me when the Lord does speak in visions, because I usually speak with like a knowing, um, I don't know how to explain that either, but <laughs> you're more, you're more like the vision queen. I don't have well, much to say on this. I know an example you can give. I remember you shared with me, you were in your prayer closet spending time with the Lord and you, I believe had a vision of like you at Jesus's feet or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> can you share on that maybe yeah. and share what that was like and what, how you saw it maybe? Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to articulate, but there's a, now that you brought that up, I'm remembering multiple times. So there was a time, um, I'll not start with that one. I'll get to that one in a second. Okay. But there was a time when I was in my prayer closet because I remember I was like hitting a wall with the Lord. Like I felt like I wanted the Lord to like cut me deeper and I just wanted to go so much deeper in my relationship with him. But for some reason, I felt like I had this wall up. Like I couldn't, like I couldn't access him or not, even, not that I couldn't access him. He's accessible, but I felt like he couldn't access my heart. And I felt like there was something closed off in my heart. And so I remember being in my closet and I was just, weeping and I was just like Lord like what is wrong with me like show me where this wall is and a lot of times like we don't even realize like from our past traumas these like walls that we do put up and when you hit these certain levels of intimacy it's almost like you can't let anyone pass that wall right because it's like "Mm, I don't know if this is a safe place for you to go and so I remember being in my prayer closet and I'm on the ground just crying and asking Lord, like, please show me where this wall is. Like, I just want it to come down. Like, I just want you more and I just want you to come closer. And immediately I had, it was just a short little blip. Like it, it wasn't like a detailed video or, or anything in my mind. It was just a quick little picture of something that happened to me when I was little And that was enough for me to remember what had happened to me in that moment without replaying it in my head. But the Lord gave me the choice in that moment of you can either hold on to it or you can give it to me. And, but unfortunately, as human, you know, I let my flesh come into play rather than letting my spirit overcome that moment and really pressing into the Lord even more once he exposed where the wall was. Um, and I did choose to hold on to it. Um, and ultimately I ended up getting delivered several weeks later, um, which was great, but you know, the Lord's willing to just show us little things here and there because like he does, he wants you free. And when he shows you things like that, it's either, you know, for you or or the person that you're praying over, but you know, little things like that, because he's wanting, he is wanting to free you and, you know, break down the walls or grow you, you know, and, and levels of intimacy. So for me, that was a point in my walk with the Lord where it was hindering my intimacy with the Lord, because I was so afraid of letting him get closer because I just associate intimacy in any sense with pain. And so it was like, if I let him come closer, he's going to hurt me, even though that's not the Lord's heart, you know, but it's like, 
I was having to grow in my relationship with the Lord to understand that as well. But anyway, so, so he did give me a vision of that. And that was like a beautiful reminder of like, you know, he was there in that moment when those things happened to me as a child, but having to rewire my mind to know, like, and remember like, okay, Lord, you were there, like, show me where you were in that moment. And it was beautiful because I remember the Lord even showing me, like, it was after I got delivered, but I did ask the Lord, I was like, Lord, can you just show me where you were when that happened to me? And I literally, like I did, I saw the Lord, like, as this stuff was happening to me, like, I remember seeing the Lord, like standing there and seeing his heart, like literally like breaking because Mm -hmm. he couldn't stop it, you know? Because, like, yes, he's almighty, powerful, sovereign God, but we're humans with free will and choice. And so while he wanted to stop what was happening to me, he couldn't control the person that was doing the things, you know? Um, And so I literally watched his heart break for me because he wanted to, like, protect me. And I feel like that's why, like, you know, I think in my mind, I feel like the Lord has brought stuff up over the years as I've become emotionally stable and mentally stable to handle the traumatic experiences for him to bring up and heal me from them yeah um I like I don't feel like he wanted to do it all at once because it would actually be re-traumatizing right um and then and then the other time the one that Tracy was speaking of is like um I just remember like reading Song of Solomon um in Passion Translation if you haven't done that with the Lord yet like it's so beautiful and just so sweet and tender um but I remember just reading it was Song of Solomon too. And I was just in my prayer closet and I was just like praying and asking the Lord to like make me a bride and how I just wanted to give it all to him. And like, like sometimes it's so hard, like, especially in this season, I'm just like, Lord, like, I feel like I'm not giving you my all. But um, I just remember being in my closet and um, just laying some stuff down. And I just remember like, I don't know, like it was just kind of a quick, it was very quick, <laughs> like, but just a quick picture is like, I could see that it was feet, his feet, but my hair, my hair was like laying on it. Like, you know, the woman that washed his feet with her hair and oil. And, um, I just remember like seeing his feet and I was literally like rubbing his feet with my hair. And I was like, just weeping uncontrollably because I just was like, wow, Lord, like, I want to be this low (laughs) all the time. Like, I want to be low enough to wash your feet and to serve you um, and to just love him. And so, I don't know, just, like, that, like, just showed me, like, in that moment, like, that he was there with me, you know. Um, He's just beautiful like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. Um, And even that was, like, like yeah it was like a vision but it was also like an encounter too um yeah and encounters are that's a whole other episode (laughs) (laughs) i i feel like sometimes too it they all can kind of tie in like yeah because honestly anytime you have a, a vision like you're encountering the presence of the lord in a way like it's just a facet of him you know like a different facet of him so I don't know like some I don't know like visions there I feel like visions are just I mean it can there's such it's a bro- heart in a way right it's and it's such a broad um the way he can speak to you in a vision like like you mentioned you received healing in a vision I too have had that happen where he went back 
to that memory I, I mentioned of when I was four and my parents got divorced. I had that in my head. And every time I would think of it, it wasn't a happy, like, oh, I want to go there vision. It was, I hate this. And God took me back there. And like, I can actually think about it and not cry now. Like, <laughs> and he showed me he was there with me and he showed me he never left me. Um, which if you ever go through Sozo prayer, which is like a healing type of prayer, but it's, it actually relies a lot on the, the visions. Um, God, it's, it's, it goes through God or God, the father, Holy spirit and Jesus. And, and you go through each person of the father, basically Jesus and Holy spirit. And then you go to these memories of things you have and the Lord shows you where he was there. And it's like you were saying happened to you, Carissa, you went through a sozo in your prayer closet. Um, so yeah, God can speak to you in visions to bring healing. He can speak to you in visions to encounter him. He can speak visions, speak to you in visions to give you a prophetic word, to give you um, how to pray for people. I've had also where I've seen it goes more into the word of knowledge, but it's tied to visions of like where I've seen a body part um, that needed healing in my, in my mind's eye, in my imagination, I saw a vision of like a knee cap or something. And I knew the Lord was saying somebody has a, a knee injury that needs healing. Um, so things like that can be tied to the, the vision. Um, and I wanted to read a verse, um, two to tie in the vision is Ephesians <laughs> one. <laughs> you're good. 117 through 18 this is the passion translation and it's paul um saying this i pray that the father of glory the god of our lord jesus christ would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deep your deepening intimacy with him which that's key right there intimacy with him i pray that the light of god will illuminate the eyes of your imagination this is the part i want you to hear i pray that the light of god will illuminate the eyes of your imagination and in some translation it says the eyes of your heart which is your imagination flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling that is the wealth of god's glorious inheritances that he finds in us his holy ones. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think that's why it's important to go through healing and deliverance because your heart is tied to your imagination. Um, so sometimes if you have, um, you know, unhealed areas or traumas, your lens, the way you see even in visions, the way you interpret um, your visions can be kind of like I, I think of it as like you have these glasses on that aren't the full picture like you're seeing with the wrong set of eyes kind of thing if you if you don't get healed or delivered or whatever then those when you do those glasses come off and you can see clearly um or there's like a film in front of your eye I'll say because glasses actually help you see so that's not a good illustration um so say there's something covering your eye to not see fully the whole picture that's what healing and deliverance can do for you um is to see the full picture and to see um the way God sees instead of what's coming out of your wounded soul pretty much you know 
you had said something too you were talking about just a, a lot of this comes from like intimacy with the Lord like hearing from him and stuff and I feel like that's so true because like um when you, you said it when you're like reading the scripture but like mm-hmm. I just feel like you know intimacy and this is what I've had to learn over the years with school, like intimacy equals proximity. Like the more intimate you are with the Lord, the more present he's always going to be. And the easier it is to like hear him Yeah. because you know, like when you're intimate with somebody, like you know them in a way that you don't really know other people. It's like you learn their ways mm-hmm. and you learn of them and about them and just the little things. Like, you know, for me, like when somebody loves me well, it's just like, they could just pick up on things about me. And that's how it is with the Lord. Like when you're intimate with him, you're going to pick up on all the little things that you may otherwise have missed because you're so in tune with him and how he's speaking or, you know, what he's saying, just anything. Like, even if it's like a a feeling you get in the moment, you know, it's not yours, you know, it's from the Lord kind of thing. And all, all of that, like how we experience the Lord, a lot of it just stems from our intimacy with him. Yeah, it's so true. And it makes me think um, of this time since it ties to visions. I had a vision and the Lord told me, he showed me, he showed me this key. And this was all again, people are like, what do you mean by a vision? In this particular vision, I saw this in my imagination, but it was God speaking to me in my imagination. So in this vision, I saw it was a key with a, it was like a heart shaped key. And the Lord told me, he gave me the keys to my heart, his heart. I mean, and I could enter in anytime I wanted to. And like, I actually like went into his heart in the vision. It was crazy. But like, the taking that encounter vision um, back to like, what does this mean is the Lord showed me that in when I'm praying for people, when I'm, um, you know, interceding for anything, I can enter into his heart and know that, know the, the, what he wants. Like I'm that close to him. I can have that. And that wasn't that vision I'm only sharing because it's for anybody that's listening. It's not just Tracy's vision. Like, I believe he gave me that to share with others, to invite you. He gave you the keys to his heart, (laughs) you know, like you can enter in any time. And it's the secret place. That's what his heart is, is intimacy with him. And it's just you and him. And I mean, he shares like we were, I think we mentioned it before, but when you're a friend of God, there's sometimes he'll share things with you that aren't meant to be shared with others. Like that he just wants to minister to you or you minister to him. Like it's, it's beautiful. Like, so that, that, um, back to the intimacy and, and really also I wanted to kind of mention the importance of acknowledging Holy Spirit, (laughs) Because I think that has been like a key in my life. Um, There's a book called Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn that is awesome. And I highly recommend he wrote it, I think, many years ago. Um, And it's about early in his walk. But it just it hones in on acknowledging Holy Spirit as a person. Like he would wake up every day and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. And um. I think the more I have acknowledged Holy Spirit, like being present with me, 
um, that it's increased my awareness of him. And uh, there's a verse, John 16, 7. Um, this is New King James Version. And it's talking about Jesus saying, never, never, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. <laughs> it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And he was talking to his disciples at the time. And they're like, you know, they heard the news like he's going to die, basically. And he's like, I have to go because if I don't, then I can't send Holy Spirit to help you. And I just think like Holy Spirit is such a gift from the Father to us to help us to um you know be there for us when we're alone i mean the holy spirit has so many aspects to him and we have to treat him like he is a person you know um and i think so many people have been like holy spirit but they don't really acknowledge that he's real (laughs) or invite him in you know And Sorry, whole... I was looking up scripture. It's okay. more so, like, I was thinking of Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> um, even though it was, it goes back to dreams, but I was just thinking of how, like, like, even though it's Old Testament and you don't really hear about Holy Spirit and Old Testament, Holy Spirit is present, though. Yeah. Um, but how Daniel... Like, so he came and interpreted the dream for Nebuchadnezzar. And it's like, and the dream was, it was like edifying, but it was also a warning. And, but I feel like, again, it was like Daniel in showing his proximity to the Lord. He was able to interpret the dream because he was telling Nebuchadnezzar, like, there's no astrologers or um, magicians and stuff that could, actually interpret this dream for you because i mean if you think about it like the magicians and all that like they're not of god they were working with satan right you know daniel was able to actually reveal god's heart for nebuchadnezzar through that dream like what god was saying not what the enemy is like you know because it could easily get skewed on either side Mm -hmm. and um and so when daniel interpreted the dream and it ends up being like accurate um, i'm trying to find this scripture yeah, it's down here at the bottom where Nebuchadnezzar, he ends up saying like, because Daniel's word was so spot on, um, Nebuchadnezzar ends up saying, truly, your God is the greatest of gods, the Lord over kings, a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this secret. And so I feel like when you're in tune with Holy Spirit and you're able to speak the Lord's heart, like that shifts things for other people. So like Nebuchadnezzar, like he ended up believing the God of Daniel because Daniel's word and revealing God's heart. Yeah. That makes sense. So I don't know. That was, I was just thinking of that while you were talking. So I was, but I was trying to like find it because I was like, I don't know where it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing too, um, which can segue into, I guess, trances, unless there's something else you want to mention about visions, Carissa. I don't know if you, okay, (laughs) so we'll segue kind of into trances, um, the, I remember the Lord can also, a lot of the times, like, so I call it, 
I don't know. I I I kind of attribute this to a trance, but um, and I'll read a verse in a minute about trance. But the Lord sometimes will speak um, to me, and like it will be like mid morning, like I'm a, I'm half asleep, half awake, and I'll have a vision um, in that state of like half asleep, half awake kind of thing. And um, I've had a couple of those where he'll speak through a vision in that state, like I'm half asleep, half awake. But I've had where he gave me um, a picture of a logo and the name of, I believe it's a ministry that he's given me. um, And I won't share it because I'm like, it's kind of one of those, like, I keep it hidden and don't say it to a lot of people. Um, because I just am waiting on more instruction from him on it. But I mean, it's, he, I mean, he will give me sometimes in that sleep, half asleep, half awake state. I've had even where, um, I'll have a person come into my imagination and I know I'm supposed to pray for them. Um, or I'll have like, he'll tell me something about them and then I reach out to them and they do need prayer or something like that. Um, and I, I think we mentioned it, but if we didn't, we did before this call or this recording, Chris and I were talking about how the purpose of all these things, um, the ways to hear God, the, especially the gifts like visions, words of knowledge, um, what we're going to talk about prophetic words, um, they're, they're not meant to glorify, you know, me or glorify Carissa or glorify the person that has them. They're meant to glorify the Lord. And they are for usually, like I said, yes, he'll share stuff with you just as a friend, but most of the time, especially with the gifts and the way he speaks to you and that is for other people. And so, um, if you're, you know, wanting these things, I'd say just make sure your ambition and your chasing after is first and foremost for Jesus, not the gifts, not the visions, not the dreams. Um, but also realize like if you do get these things or have these things, which I believe anyone can, no one's exempt, that your gifts and your calling, they're not about you and they are for others. And, um, God wants to use you as his mouthpiece. And, um, and there's so many people waiting on you, you listening, um, to be activated in these things, to speak the heart of the father, to just minister to others. And, and know, like, I'm telling you, like when you get say a word of knowledge or a vision for somebody for someone who doesn't believe in God and they realize wow there's a God that knew this about me it blows their mind and I've seen it happen over and over and it I don't know I get so much joy when people realize like God is real through an encounter or through a word or whatever and it's and so just know that like these things Yes, they're awesome and they're great, but like they come, Jesus is first and foremost what you should be after. And just that these aren't for you to just brag about. These are for 
to minister to others. And I don't know. I just feel the fear of the Lord on that as I'm speaking. So. <laughs> no, it's true. Cause I mean, it is sharing the heart of the father and <clears throat> something I felt a lot over the years, just like being at school, I was like, wow. Like a lot of times, like another person's like breakthrough or healing hinges on our own obedience yeah. to what the Lord is speaking to us in the moment, you know, like, I mean, just this year, it's the first time um, that I ever, like, openly shared, like, details, like, not, like, detailed details, but just openly shared, like, my full testimony on a platform, and it was at school, and I, honest, I did not want to do yeah. it. I, I told my leaders, I was like, I've never openly shared this, like, I've only shared it, like, in, like, small group settings with, like, people that I trust, like, I'm not ready, blah, 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 and... Um, but they're like, you are ready. <laughs> and I, but I think what I had was just more like fear of man and like what they would think after hearing these things that I've experienced or gone through or done in my life. And I remember taking it to the Lord the night before I was supposed to share. And like, and I really felt in my spirit that I was ready because I knew, I know how much the Lord has healed me. And I know that my breakthrough and healing is breakthrough and healing for other people, like the power of testimony, mm-hmm. like what we talked about before. And um, I remember sitting there and I shared my testimony with everyone. And it wasn't until after, and I'm not saying this from a sense of like, oh man, I got praise. Like, but the amount of people that said they got breakthrough just from hearing my testimony, like, So just even being obedient to the voice of the Lord, like really breaks something open for other people, because I feel like had I not done that that day, um, it just wouldn't have opened the door for a lot of people at the school to receive breakthrough and healing so early on. Um, Yeah, because it was like the beginning of the school year, you know, but yeah, obedience matters. (laughs) And and you need to hear God's voice because I don't know, I think. Like, there has been times where, like, it's still small voice. What we talked about, God will say, go talk to that woman. And I don't even know why I'm going. But I'm like, all right. And it will just break open to this lady needed prayer or she needed money or whatever it is, you know. And it's just like, we are living in a time where, that Acts 2.17 that poured out his spirit on all flesh isn't just, it's to bring, it's for the harvest. It's to bring people to Jesus. Like that is the point of the visions, the dreams. It's God wants his kids back. <laughs> like, I just, I think like, so if you're listening to this and you don't have any of this, ask the father, like he's a good dad. He'll give you the things, but he's wanting your heart more than anything. He wants you. He wants your surrender. He wants your yes. <laughs> he wants to know you. He wants you to know him. Um, and so, like, I think some people I've seen them go after the gifts and they just it's just like if my kids again, I always associate my kids and, the, and Ryan as the father. If they're just like, Daddy, I want to buy you to buy this, and I want this and this. That's what we do to God sometimes, and we're like, I want this, God, and I want this. But then you don't even want to spend time with him. Like, you don't even want to get to know him or ask him questions. Like, don't use the Father. Don't use Jesus. Don't use the Holy Spirit. Um, 
Yeah. But I think I got on, we got on a tangent, but I felt God on it. So <laughs> trance, that was all from trance. <laughs> Trances. Um, yeah. This is, I actually, yeah, this is, sorry. Go ahead. You know, go, go ahead. If you got something. I was just with the trances, I was thinking of Mariah Woodworth Edder, like the evangelist, because I had to read about her for school. And she would straight up, like, hold these tent revivals and she would go into these trances for like hours and like days but in these trances she was having like full-blown encounters with the lord and experiencing like heaven and hell and she would come out of these trances and like share with the people with such deep conviction and holy fear of the lord and i don't know like i don't i was just thinking of her and i was like what that must have been like I know, just to see that, too, what it would be like. Like, <laughs> she's just standing up there, like, in a trance. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's crazy, because it'd be like, yo, like, what's up? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to read the verse that talks about trances, or verses, I should say. Um, It's in Acts 10, and this is Peter, his trance. Um, and this is the Passion Translation. Um verse 9 starting at 9 acts 10 9 through 16 the next day around noon as cornelius men were approaching joppa peter went up to the flat roof of the house to pray he was look at that he started out in prayer he was going by himself (laughs) he was hungry and wanted to eat but while lunch was being prepared he fell into a trance and entered into another realm as the heavenly realm opened up, he saw something resembling a large linen cloth, tablecloth that descended from above, being let down to the earth by its four corners. As it floated down, he saw that it held many kinds of four-footed animals, reptiles, and wild birds. A voice said to him, Peter, go and prepare them to be eaten. Peter replied, there's no way I could do that, Lord, for I have eaten. I've never eaten anything forbidden or impure according to our Jewish laws. The voice spoke again. Nothing is unclean if God declares it to be clean. The vision was repeated three times. Then suddenly the linen sheet was snatched back up into heaven. And then in Acts 10.10, the Greek word for trance. um, I can't say it. It's ex. I don't know how to say it. From which we get the word ecstasy. Literally means to be taken to another place a state or realm and he was actually taken into another realm as a trance came over him (coughs) so like I've only had I guess I'd say I've only had a trance I think one time like and it was kind of weird like I still to this day don't understand it completely um but it was like I was in another place and God showed me some stuff and I won't share it because I don't want to confuse people but um it was kind of crazy uh but like obviously again like there's a purpose in this instance even in Peter's trance there was a purpose to what God was showing him because he needed him to know he needed him to see that these animals were okay to eat now like he was so Peter was so indoctrinated by his religion that he was like I'm not gonna eat that but God was saying no you can't um so yeah that's an example of a trance um I don't know if you have anything dad Carissa but no I've never experienced any like 
I don't know, like, I've never experienced anything trance-like that I know of, like, because the only thing I feel like I can compare it to is almost like a daydream, but, like, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I have nothing about trances because I've never experienced it. But but we don't put God in a box and we can. Exactly. <laughs> I just think it would be cool maybe to, and I, maybe have one for, like, five minutes or something. I think, too, uh, <laughs> trances is more initiated by God than you initiating it too. I want to be, I want to make that kind of clear. Cause I don't think you go in like the new age people, they go into trances by themselves and that's entering through the gate another way, as it says about, I think it's in John about the sheep. And it also is that verse that says my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. But it says some, they enter through the gate and, and Jesus is the gate. So these encounters experiences you should be entering through Jesus and he should most of the time be initiating them um and I think like in this case with Peter he he wasn't asking God hey give me a trance God like it it just God revealed it to him and it was he went in the prayer it said um and so again like go to the go to God go to the secret place that's where you encounter him the most I think and where you get to know him um it's kind of like the marriage bed like that's where the intimacy happens that's the secret place the intimacy happens there um so yeah that's trances (laughs) I don't have much more to say about that either um the other thing is words of knowledge um, which we mentioned and said we would talk more on. And Carissa, I'll yeah. I'll let you go on that one. Oh, if you uh, have something, <laughs> I just well, I like so the Lord speaks to me a lot through words of knowledge, and it's just kind of like I don't know how to word it. Like for me, it's just like a a knowing, and he'll like. Like, I'll be praying, and then he'll just kind of speak something to me. Um, And, uh, like, I remember one time, like, Tracy, like, when we were out evangelizing at Jack's Beach that one time, like, praying over this one lady, and I just kept feeling, like, with the knowing that she was going to have a bicycle ministry. I know, it sounds weird. But, like... But she was already kind of starting one, like, because she rides her bike and she, like, ministers to people and, like, but she was homeless. But how beautiful, <laughs> you know, that the Lord was using her and she would just ride her bike around and just, like, minister to people. Um, I don't know how to speak words and knowledge. Like, I don't know how to articulate it. I just know how the Lord speaks to me of, like, just knowing, I guess. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think um, because sometimes I get words of knowledge too. Um, Like I said, it can be a word of knowledge can be anywhere from like, like I mentioned earlier, you had a vision, like I had a vision of say a kneecap and that was a type of word of knowledge through a vision though. um, And it, it was like, I knew God wanted to heal somebody on their kneecap. Or if you have, um, I was telling Carissa before we started recording, we've been doing a lot of deliverance at our church. Um, and 
I was on the floor ministering to a lady getting, she was getting delivered from demons and the Lord was giving me words of knowledge of the name of the demons to cast out. So like you can have a word of knowledge. I mean, I've had where um, the Lord will give me there. And and this kind of ties in. If you're like, what's a word of knowledge? Where's that in scripture? It's in first Corinthians 12 um, specifically verse eight, but it talks about the gifts that are given to you by the Holy spirit. And I think sometimes a word of knowledge can be, some people use it as like the address of a house. Like Chris and I were talking about this beforehand and as great as that is and great, you got the, the word that somebody lived at this address. I mean, what is that doing to bring people closer to the Lord (laughs) at the same time? Like, like there should always be if that's how it started then there should be more to the word than just I know your address or I know your name or your middle name or your last name or whatever like um, there should be a purpose to the word of knowledge like again this these are not these gifts are not about you they're to bring people closer to Jesus so um And I think people can be captivated by the word of knowledge gift, especially like if you know an address or um, something that is significant to someone. But if it's not like with a, I don't know, a purpose or a message to the person about God, like I'd say, what's the point? (laughs) Um, but I've had two like words of knowledge come to me sometimes when I'm prophesying over people, like I'll be praying over the person and it will be like, I, uh, do you have, you know, there's like, I'll, I'll like, I remember this one time and sometimes this is boldness coming out and I'm like, I don't even know if this is correct, but Lord, here we go. Um, I had a, like this girl, I said, there's a phone call. The Lord showed me a phone and there's a phone call. Like you need to make a phone call. And it was this whole word about this phone call. And I, and I went out on a limb on it, but it was like a word of knowledge God gave me. And at first the girl's like, no, I don't know what phone call you're talking about. But then later she's like, I know exactly the phone call. Like that's what kind of, I'm sorry, this is just a pet peeve of mine. Like when you give a word and they're like, no, I don't know. And then they come up to you after and they're like, yeah. I do know. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. But I think a little bit of that is the Lord breaking my pride a little bit. But <laughs> um, but anyways, the girl, she's like, yeah, the phone call thing made sense to me. And I know exactly who I need to call and what I need to do. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, so words of knowledge can be, and like Carissa said, like the bike ministry, um, it can be, you know, you get a word of knowledge about someone's future, someone's business, someone's, I don't know, healing, what they need a healing for. Um, it, it, it's like, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. It just kind of, it almost helps you like the word of knowledge. It kind of helps you relate and connect with that person in the moment. Yeah. But, and, and it's also like, I feel like it's showing them like the realness of God in that moment. Like, because there's no way for me to know that about you, you know, like the only way I could know that about you is from the Lord. So it's almost like the Lord connecting his heart with that person through you by sharing that word. Yeah. You know, like, I hope that makes sense. But like, 
but also like again going back to like prophetic words because you know words and knowledge are part of that is like it should be like edifying Mm -hmm. and all that but at the same time you're still sharing the thoughts and intentions of like the lord's heart and his desire and want to connect with somebody um and so that's yeah Yeah. um anything else some words of knowledge carissa no sorry i'm trying to blow my nose Uh, (laughs) um um, well for me like with words of knowledge too because i know that some a way the lord speaks to me is like you can only grow in that when you take risk in it so sometimes like you know, you could be at the grocery store and maybe I'm picking, like, I'm looking at whatever, the meat department, trying to figure out a good steak to get or whatever. And so there could be someone standing next to me and maybe in the moment I'll have like a thought. So in that moment, it's like, I have a decision to make of like, okay, Lord, is this you or am I just having a thought? But whether it's me just having a thought or not, and I like, if I strongly believe it's like the Lord, I could, like stepping out in faith and obedience and just asking the person like, Hey, like, are you having back pain right now? And like, they're either going to say yes or no, but even saying no, doesn't mean I'm rejected or I was wrong. It just shows like I was willing to be obedient. And I think in your obedience, whether you miss it or not, the Lord's like, okay, I could give you more because you're willing to step out and take that risk no matter what it looks like. Also. Yeah, it's true. And Another, I was thinking when you were saying that, another way that a word of knowledge can come to you is, and I've had this happen, where I'll actually feel a pain in a certain part of my body that I normally don't have. And that's why, like, speaking of, we'll go into the five senses of how God can encounter you. Um, And, like, if you have, if you know you never have back pain, for instance, and then all of a sudden you're like, man you didn't do anything to get back pain either this is another sign like you're like man my back's hurting and you're in a setting and to take the risk and be aware of like okay this may not be my back pain this may be for a word of knowledge and I'm gonna go out on a limb and ask the people around me is anybody suffering from back pain and then somebody will say yeah I am and then that's when you pray for them (laughs) like that's the that's the that's a good example of like how a word of knowledge can come and then what you do with it kind of thing because you don't just get the word of knowledge and do nothing with it it's like carissa said like there's a part of obedience and risk you have to take like faith um but the five senses i'll touch on really quick um is obviously god can encounter you through smell i've had where i was at um a pray I was in an intercession room like prayer room in uh morning star actually with Ryan we went and I walked in and I smelled like this aroma like it smelled woodsy and like I don't know how to describe it and I was like does anybody like do you smell it Ryan smelled it too and I asked if they had put anything in the room like to make it smell and they're like no And honestly, like, I felt the Lord tell me this is a smell of intercession. And I was like, wow. And so I've had where I've had certain smells and it means something or it's it could be even a word of knowledge. Like, 
Um, if you're smelling like a foul odor, sometimes it could be the person, but sometimes it <laughs> it could mean like there's a demonic, like you need to cast a demon out. Um, I've had that happen. So even your five senses, like your hearing, like we talked about the hearing the voice of God, your smell, your taste. Um, I'm trying to think of a taste. I feel like I have had a taste um, encounter, but I don't. I can't like think of it off the top of my head, but basically like if you're tasting bread and the Lord might be speaking to you about like, he's the bread of life. Like you have to pay attention to things. Like, again, it's like the still small voice, but also in your um, five senses as well. Um, You could touch like, I know, and I know Carissa, this has happened to you where my hands get hot. And it's and yeah. I know God wants me to pray healing over somebody when that happens or or like the fire of God comes over my body. I get real hot and I feel it or, <laughs> you know, that your five senses can are tied to the supernatural as well. Um, let me think. What are the five? So smell, taste, <laughs> hear, touch. or sight. We in your sight, we went over your vision um, and touch. I think I covered them all, but yeah, so your five senses, God created you and we talked about your temple of the Holy Spirit. So why wouldn't he use your body? (laughs) So, um, and he dwells in you. (laughs) Exactly. And so just becoming aware of him and his presence and it literally takes like, all right, Lord, I'm aware of you. Like, um, I don't know, the more you just hone in on him, the more you'll feel his presence, the more you'll recognize these small things that may you may have discounted before, like the smell, the taste, um, just asking. I think it's important, again, Holy Spirit's a person, he's your helper, to literally ask him questions like, what what's on your heart today? What is your heart for this person when you're praying for somebody? Ask him these things. Um, what does this mean, Lord? If I'm tasting this, what does this mean? Or is this you, Lord? I mean, he's not afraid of questions. Like, uh, I I believe he welcomes it. And I think that's why he calls us to be like children. Like, because children, they don't question things like we do as adults. Like, we're too analytical once we grow up. They keep it simple. (laughs) Like, their faith is like, I mean, it's amazing, my kids, the things like I don't have to explain things to them. They just believe like and that's what God is calling us to be like is if you don't come to him like a child, you can't enter the kingdom. It says that. And so a lot of this stuff, it may sound crazy to you, but if you enter in like a child, God will reveal it to you. Um, And then. The last thing was, unless you had anything on the five senses, Krista, I don't know if you wanted to. Not so much. So, like, for me, I, <coughs> I think I've only experienced, like, my hands. Um, and then also, I don't know. Well, I don't feel like it goes with the senses. But just, like, when I pray for people, a lot of times, like, I feel an intensity um that I don't know how to describe but like I can feel like the Lord's heart for somebody and I know it's like his heart because of the way that I feel it like I feel the emotion behind it like the actual feelings and it's so overpowering like where I'm just like wow yeah (laughs) 
but like you can really I don't know like when you can feel the Lord's heart for someone else it's almost like you can feel his burden of love mm-hmm. for them. it's overwhelming yeah. yeah I felt it too it's and it all it also like almost places you in a position to have compassion Compassion. yeah like yeah it really is it it, because I've been in prayer and it's like you know if I was in my flesh it'd be hard to pray for somebody but once you get and that goes back to my vision of the heart and the key when you enter in that place it's like you get his emotions you get his eyes for the person you get his heart you get his like what he sees them as and it's beautiful um and anybody can receive that like that's not just Chris or me we're not special like we've just chosen to say yes and enter in you know to his presence and his heart when we pray for others or when we minister or when we're just by ourselves like um and then that goes to the last point of prayer and waiting on the Lord I think a lot of people view prayer as like a one-way conversation to God And that's not prayer. Like prayer is listening. Prayer is waiting on the Lord. Prayer is also being still and, and like having convert. It'd be like me and Carissa right now having this conversation. Like if I was the only one or she was the only one just talking, that wouldn't be a conversation. That wouldn't be, you know, a friendship. We wouldn't have a friendship like that. So the Lord invites us to prayer and there's different types of prayer. There's intercession prayer. There's warring prayer. There's, But there's also that intimacy part of prayer where waiting on the Lord and just soaking in his presence. Um, and a lot of times that's where you hear him speak. I mean, that's where you learn to hear him, his voice. That's where he speaks to those areas in your heart that need healing. Those areas in your mind that need renewal um is it found in his presence so truly learning to be so like that's something that I didn't used to struggle with it but I feel like I don't know I feel like there's always a progression in your relationship with the Lord like you're gonna have those ups and downs but like this year I feel like I've really struggled in what it looks like to just be still enough to actually hear him because he's always speaking but it's like really learning to like direct your heart and posture in your heart to like um look at the lord yeah um sorry i so james um 517 it says elijah was a man with human frailties just like all of us but he prayed and received supernatural answers he actually shut the heavens over the land so there would be no rain for three and a half years then he prayed again and the skies opened up over the land so that the rain came again and produced the harvest so like there's such power in prayer like the fact that he prayed it says he prayed and received supernatural answers and the heavens were shut over the land and then he prayed again and then the skies opened up and the rain came and so i mean that was also like a prophetic word of what was to come like in regards to harvest and stuff but like just like persistency and prayer and proximity and intimacy with the lord like the more time you spend with him i feel like the greater like i feel like i don't want to say favor i know that sounds terrible but like 
intimacy produces like just greater relationship yeah. with the Lord and he's more bound to work in your favor. <laughs> like like speaking and boom making something happen because of the proximity that you walked in with right like like even I remember Pastor Benny teaching us at school like he's like a lot of times like prayer prayer is really just worship unto the Lord like he's like you can have 10 minutes and you can spend nine of those in just worship and adoration of the Lord and so all you need to do is just speak to him in, in one minute like basically say your needs in one minute because you spent so much time like just in proximity and ministering to his heart rather than going to him with your needs kind right. of thing. Um, I don't know how to really explain that, but the way he explained it was way better, but <laughs> um, I, don't know. I don't know. Like I just, something that Michael talked about recently too, cause he was talking about like praying the word also over mm-hmm. yourself. And you and I talked about that in a previous podcast of like, praying the Psalms over ourselves or scriptures, like really latching on and praying them and, and speaking them out over ourselves. Like that's praying. And the example that I thought was like awesome that I never thought about. He was like someone who gardens is called a gardener. Someone who fishes is called a fisherman, you know, like, and he's like, so what do you call someone who prays a prayer? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, and so it's literally an action a yeah. doing um, but stepping out in, in your faith of like, okay, Lord, like I'm drawing into you, um, and engaging, it's basically engaging in conversation with the Lord and we are to pray without, ceasing. <coughs> and it, it just needs to be in constant conversation with the Lord. Yeah. It's not like, like, yeah, secret place is one thing, but just throughout your day, like just talking to the Lord, like right. if, even when you're out driving, like, you know, like I talk to the Lord all the time, mostly when I'm driving, because that's usually the time where I'm the most alone and undisturbed. Yeah. Also, I mean, I do when I do laundry dishes, like <laughs> any that yeah. anytime you have like that space in your mind where it's quiet or you have, you know, you could use it to daydream, but why not talk to the Lord during that time? Like that'd be way exactly. more productive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's like, okay, sorry, I have another scripture. James 4, 8, it says, move your heart closer and closer to God and he will come even closer to you. Yeah. And it's true. Like you stay close to him by keeping him close. Like if you're going to shut him out, it's going to, it's going to be a lot harder. Like that's what I found in my own personal walk. Like the less time you spend with him, the harder it is to draw close to right. him. Like when you, the more time you spend with him, like the moment you like go into the secret place it's like boom he's already there waiting yeah you know he's already always there waiting but I think sometimes we walk in with a place from a place of striving because we haven't been with him that it feels like it's taking longer to connect but when you think about relationship like you know relationship like you build connection with somebody through engaging with them through getting to know them through talking with them so like it's the same with the lord you're not going to grow in intimacy with him unless you're spending time with him getting to know him talking with him yeah um yeah (laughs) it's true i guess we to end um i wanted to say like you know if you're listening to this and you listen to the first part of god speaks the first half um and you're like, where do I even start? Like, I, I mean, I want that, but I don't even know. And I'd say, um, I'd say start with getting 
a piece of paper. <laughs> like I did this activation um, at my church with people because I think a lot of people struggle. Like I don't hear God's voice and that's just a lie of the enemy. Like I said, last half of this, um, the first part of this, um, start with a piece of paper, get it out and then go spend some quiet time alone and ask the father to talk to you, ask questions, ask him, what do you think about me? And then you're going to hear something. You might see a vision that I guarantee you might even have a verse pop up in your mind, like go to that verse. You might even just be led to open your Bible up. I mean, it may be however he wants to speak. And then I want you to write that down um, because he'll always answer. Um, And then if you want to, um, practice on praying for other people and activating these gifts get a friend that knows the lord and practice together i hate to say that but you need to um and then ask god give me something for this person like give me a word give me a bible verse um give me a picture um and then see what happens because you'll be i believe you'll be kind of blown away um, a lot of times he's waiting on you to step out in faith to activate these things in you. They These things don't come to you just by sitting. Like they come to you by actually going and doing, um, especially the gifts. Like you're not just going to get a word of knowledge for someone if you're not willing to be bold and be like, all right, God, give me a word of knowledge. I'm going to be bold and and approach this person. Like there's no point of him giving you one if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Can I share yeah. a story real yeah. quick? Like maybe encouragement of like where I almost missed it one time. And I'm so thankful that the Lord like was persistent. Um, so one way, like a way that I know when I'm hearing from the Lord is like, he'll speak to me in threes. Like he'll repeat it like three yeah. times. I know that sounds weird, but like, I've just learned that. Um, and again, like the Lord speaks to us all differently, but um so there was a time at my previous job where um, we had a staff meeting on a Monday and we were reading, I think it was Luke seven, the, the woman with the issue of blood and you know how she reached out in faith and she touched the hem of Jesus garment and she was healed after years of basically like, I guess, you know, a nonstop period, which if you're a female, you know how bad that must yeah. suck. Um, and it was literally the very next day at work and I was straightening um, one of the racks with um, clothes on it or whatever. And I felt, I just felt I was supposed to turn around and greet the person that was behind me looking at the clothing rack behind me. And I was just like, hey, you know, welcome to the store. Let me know if I can help you find anything. And the woman's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just looking for athletic pants um, because I'm at the Mayo Clinic right now. And. Um, she's like, I just want something comfortable to wear because sometimes the weights take a long time. And I was like, okay. Like I literally just said, okay, let me know if you need help. Like just not even really caring. But as soon as I turned back around and started straightening again, I heard the Lord say, ask her why she's at Mayo Clinic. And I was like, no way. Like you don't ask people why they're there, you know, because like a lot of times, if you're not familiar with Mayo Clinic, like people who have like severe diseases where there's no cure they can't find anything like it's basically where they're really bad off and um the scenarios are not great in regards to the possibility of getting out alive I guess you can say um 
And so I was fearful in asking because I felt like that's not my place to be nosy and like ask her why she's at Mayo Clinic because it could be something detrimental, you know? And so I literally told the Lord no. And then I heard him say it again. He said, ask her why she's at Mayo Clinic. And I'm like, I am not asking her. And then finally, the Lord said it again, ask her why she's at Mayo Clinic. So I literally like whipped around as fast as I could because I was like, let me just get it over with. Um, And I just said, ma'am, I was like, if you don't mind me asking, like, why are you at Mayo Clinic? And immediately when I like said those words and asked her, like, I felt the presence of the Lord come upon me. And I immediately felt like he wanted to heal her. Like I felt it and I just knew it. And she literally said to me, she said, I have had an issue where I had a hysterectomy several years ago, but I've continued to bleed and it has been nonstop. And I was like, oh my gosh, the woman with the issue of blood. We just yeah. talked about her yesterday. <laughs> like, and so I knew in that moment, I was like, wow, the Lord really does want to heal her. Like it just that knowing, because like he was using what we had just talked about as a team yesterday to minister to this woman's yeah. heart today. And, um, so I just, I asked her, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't want to tell her. And I know this part probably sounds bad, but I was like, I didn't want to tell her that the Lord wanted to heal her because I, I just feel like it wasn't my place to say that, especially like, but I wanted to increase her faith and that the Lord could, can heal her, not could, he can. Um, and so I just, I was just like, can I pray with you? And I literally, like, we both felt the Lord, like, and as soon as I was done praying with her, she was like, she literally said to me, she's like, I walked in here today with no hope that I could be healed. And she's like, I really believe the Lord's yeah. going to heal me. And like, I was like, man, Lord, that you use me to like minister to her heart. Like, but like in that moment, the Lord like increased her faith to believe yeah. in her healing and to grab hold of it, you know? And so like, I could have missed it that day and she could have walked out of that store just grieving and still depressed and feeling like there was no hope, but the Lord was like, he yeah. had his eye on her, you know? <laughs> and I think like just me being able to like acknowledge her and pray over her showed her like the Lord is with her, you know, and I could have missed it that day. I really could have. So I'm telling you like step out in obedience and just have faith. Like, like the Lord loves everyone. So why wouldn't he right. speak to you about someone? And even <laughs> if you mess up, what do you have to lose? Like, you know, if you get it wrong, like I've gotten it wrong. And that's part of learning. Like if you don't mess up and you don't get things wrong, then you don't learn. Like, yeah. right. You gotta be and you got to be humble. <laughs> and And also like you mentioned, Carissa, like I think a lot of even my fear – in the past was fear of man. Like, what are they going to think of me? Or what if I'm wrong? And then I look this way. That's the fear of man. And like, a God has kind of, I prayed, Lord, burn this fear of man out of me. Like, I don't want to be fearful of man. And he's faithful to that prayer and that heart cry. So if that's you, if you're like terrified, like talking to other people and being vulnerable and opening up and taking a chance scares you, that might be your your invitation to be delivered from fear of man. Um, and that's an on-working, ongoing thing I think the Lord is doing in me. I know he's doing it in you, Carissa. I mean, that's just my heart's cry, though, is like, Lord, burn it out. I don't want to be fearful of any man. I want to only be fearful of you, Lord. And not in a bad way, in a good way. Um, but, 
yeah so go to the lord with those fears even and let him take them away because that holds you back that holds you back from what he's called you to do that holds you back from like carissa said you might be the breakthrough somebody needs you might be the hope the the voice of god to them that day like you might be exactly he's positioned you around certain people for a reason and a purpose and you have to be obedient like their life I hate to say it like this, but their life could be dependent on it. <laughs> and he it's will true. use other people, but he wants to use you too. <laughs> so yeah, get on board with Jesus. Get get to know him. He's willing and waiting. Um, and I think that about sums up our God Speaks part two. We could go on and on about how he speaks. Because, I mean, no, honestly, really <laughs> again, there's no box, and there's so many different ways. I mean, read about all the stories in the Bible, even, how God spoke. Like, there's just so many different ways he could speak. Um, encounters. I mean, he just, it blows my mind. So, we're not even trying to put him speaking. These are not all the ways. I just want to put that out there, too. These are not the only ways. <laughs> right. A lot of ways. But yeah. All right. So, well, I guess should, we should probably pray for the people, Carissa. <laughs> sure. And then we'll we'll be done. All right. So, Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you for every listener to this podcast, God. I pray that as they have listened to our words, God, that they hear your voice in it, God. I pray that they be activated in all the giftings. Holy Spirit that you want to give them and that is out there for them. I I pray a, a spirit of boldness upon them that they would step out in faith when they think they heard your voice and just Lord encourage them um to just step even further out in faith, God, to utilize these gifts that you've given them to to come deeper in intimacy with you even, Lord. And I just pray the same over Carissa and I even, Lord. I ask for more of you, more of um, just your voice in our lives, God, and over every listener um, listening, God, that you would just be with them, be real to them, speak to them in new ways. Let them be so aware of your presence, um, even activate their five senses, God, where they would just know that they know that you're with them, that they feel you, that they hear you, um, that they sense you around them, Lord. And I just bless them all in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So until the next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, see yes. y'all. Hear y'all. <laughs> talk to y'all. Whatever. <laughs>